Hello, 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 and welcome to the Wife Up podcast and YouTube channel. I'm so grateful that you guys have chosen to stop and hang out with me today. I'm just um, grateful for each and every one of you. If you are a new listener, welcome to this channel. Welcome to the movement. Welcome to the podcast. And if you are returning, you're my OGs and you've said, you know, I'm a rock with her because I like this movement. I like what she's doing. Thank you so much for coming back. Um, so the Wife Up movement is basically about helping wives, encouraging wives, um, cutting through the BS of what, um, you know, I see some of us wives that are doing, but we want healthy marriages. We want strong marriages. And so there's certain things that we need to do. And that's what Wife Up is here, is here for. Um, uh, my name is Dietra and I am your host. And so let's get started. So today's topic is implants. Now I know those of you on the podcast can't see what I'm doing, but I am actually holding up an implant, a breast implant. Actually, I have two. I have them because they belong to me. I paid for them, right? And I didn't pay for them just for show. I actually used to have them in my body. And we are going to talk about this and how it relates to today's topic. So before I get started, I like to always start with a little bit of a prayer. Heavenly Father God, oh, thank you so much for who you are, what you do. Thank you for our lives, God. Thank you for each and every wife, each and every marriage, each and every husband that may be listening, God, your covenants, Lord, that you have created, that we have signed up for. I ask that you bless each and every marriage, God. I ask that you pour into each and every marriage, Lord, and strengthen each and every marriage, God, so that where we can stay with our husbands, our spouses till death do us part. We love you. We honor you and we praise you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. So, um, I was talking about breast implants and so I don't want to freak anybody out. So I guess if you're sensitive to stuff like this, um, I don't know what to say, but so these implants here, these implants, I don't remember what the CCs are or whatever. I just know. Okay, let's go back. So many of you know, I have kids. I have five, six kids. And when I was just between my fifth and my sixth kid, there's like 11 years. So back in 2006, I decided that I was going to get breast implants. Now, um, the reason I decided to do that was because I had given birth five times and my boobs were, they weren't as flat as pancakes or flatbread. I would say they're more like croissants, you know, they definitely needed some volume. They didn't look the same as they did prior to me having kids. Okay. Um, this is interesting for me to share. I've never shared this before. So anyway, so I decided to do that because prior to me having kids, this was about the size that I was. I was like a 36 double D and I wanted it back. I wanted my boobs to look good again. Now, my husband uh, said to me, babe, you're beautiful. It does not matter. Like, it doesn't matter. You're beautiful. Me, you the stretch marks, all of this. You're a giver of life. Like, this is great. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. But when I looked in the mirror, I wasn't happy with what I saw, so I went and got the implants done. Now, over the years, I I actually had them removed um, maybe 2007, so three years ago. And at that point, it was like my 11-year mark, and I didn't even know that you were supposed to have you're supposed to have breast replant breast implants replaced every 10 years. I didn't know that, and so. The reason why I went to get them replaced was because I wasn't feeling well. 
Like my body just wasn't right. I was feeling numbness. I was feeling tingling. I was feeling headaches. I was getting everything on the right side of my body. I couldn't explain it. I I would go to the doctor. I had several tests ran. Um, They told me that I had an autoimmune issue. They didn't know where it came from and or why. And it was a lot, right? And so I got tired of feeling, I just remember I was feeling I just wasn't feeling well. I wasn't feeling myself. I wasn't 100%. And one day um, I came across this video of a woman who had a lot of the same symptoms that I had. And she attributed it to her breast implants. Uh, Hers were leaking. And it made me think, you know what? I didn't think about that, you know? Because basically you have a foreign substance in your body. Now, those of you guys... um, Again, on the podcast, you can't see what I'm doing, but I am holding up a breast implant. And, you know, you have this foreign object that is in your body. Now, for some, and please, some of you have breast implants. I am not telling you to go get them taken out. I am not, okay? But what I am saying is that you may be experiencing some type of symptoms and you have no idea what's going on with your body. They're running tests, nothing, everything is coming back okay, kind of. And it's just like, what's going on? This woman, like I said, she had autoimmune issues. She was diagnosed with a couple of different things. She was just unhealthy. And once she got the breast implants removed, not immediately, right after, I say within a month or two, she started feeling better. Within six months, even better. Within a year, even better. Because hers had leaked into her blood system, into her bloodstream, and she just, it just was wrecking havoc in her body. And so for me, I was like, well, let me see if these things are, you know, one of mine is leaking because I noticed that one was bigger than the other one. My left side was bigger than my right side. And so my right side was where I was having all the issues. And so um, I went and got a mammogram done. I had ultrasound done, a couple of different things they couldn't see. They were like, we can see this one looks a little different than the other one, but we don't see any leakage. We're not sure. And so I was just like, you know what? I just, I'm going to get them taken out. I'm going to get them taken out um, because I, number one, I'm supposed to get them replaced. Now that I'm finding out, I'm doing all this other research. But two, I don't want this foreign thing in my body anymore. And again, if you have breast implants, I'm not I'm not coming for you. I'm just talking about me and my experience. And I was just like, I want to get these things out, out of my body now. So I went and had surgery. I went to a plastic surgeon. I was like, this is what happened. I've had these in for 11 years and I want to get them taken out. And then I said, can I have them afterwards? And he was like, sure. Because I mean, I pay for them. They're mine. So you're not going to be able to see from here and the angle that I'm holding them up. But this one is a lot more... Um, what's the word looser than than this one is and the way i'm holding them up you can't really tell per se but when i'm holding them flat you can now i don't know what happened to the um silicone that's inside of this i don't know where it went like there's no pinhole that is in here that i can see but it was full and equal to this one in volume so i don't know what happened i don't know if it kind of slowly leaked into my system or if my body was just reacting to the silicone because this is made out of silicone right and so um long long story short i had them taken out three years ago i feel so much better and it took 
you know, a while, like six months, a year. And every single year I felt better. My symptoms have gone away. I don't feel the tingling. I don't get the headaches anymore. Um, I still do feel a little discomfort on the right side of my body, but that's attributed to the scoliosis because I have scoliosis as well, um, which means that my spine is curved, but it's nowhere near like it was before. Uh, my husband will tell you that I used to always, oh, I need to go to the ER. Like I'm not feeling well, like to the point where it was just like, baby, not feeling well again. And so now I feel pretty much amazing most of the time. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I feel pretty good. Now the autoimmune disease that I was still, that I was diagnosed with, I am, I still am being diagnosed with it, but my numbers are different. So I need to get them checked again, just to kind of see how great they are. But again, I'm not telling anybody to get their breast implants removed. And I'm still talking about this because I this is a sensitive subject. Like, I don't want to just, I'm not telling anybody, look, you got implants, you got implants, you got to remove them. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is know your body. If there is something going on in your body and you're not sure what's going on, you're like, Hey, you know what? I do have this and let me see, you know, could this be a possibility? Have them checked. Okay. And so this got me to thinking as I do, because I equate everything to marriage. I really do. I equate everything to marriage and so this got me to thinking about my marriage and it got me to thinking about other marriages as well and how we also implant things into our marriage or put foreign things into our marriage and we expect our marriage to just be the same and it's not similar to the way that my body and you can look it up there are hundreds if not more of women that have testimonies of how they've had implants and they felt sick and then they had the implants taken out and they felt better okay um it got me thinking about how we allow foreign things or unhealthy things into our marriages that our marriages don't react well to another way of putting it is you aspire to have a godly marriage but you keep putting worldly unhealthy things ideas and notions into your marriage and um, expect to have a good result is putting your marriage health at risk so here are a few examples okay so number one something that's unhealthy that we're putting into our marriage or implanting into our marriage comparison You're looking at other marriages, you're looking at other men, other dads, and then you're looking at your husband and you're thinking, okay, he needs to do a better job. He needs to do better. I want him to be a certain way, just like um, David or just like Mikey or just like, you know, Chris, because I see how they are as husbands. And this is, I want my husband to be like that. Don't make comparisons um, with your husband and other men. If there are things to him, because here's the thing, you can think it and like, you know what, uh, you know what, Dave, he's a really nice guy. And or Chris, he's a really nice guy. And I love how he treats his wife. And, you know, my husband doesn't do that. So I want him to be like that. And, you know, it kind of puts something in your mind as far as how you view your husband, because now you're looking at this other man and you're like, yeah, this is the way my husband should be. And then you turn around, look at your own husband and you're like, mm, mm. no, you should be more like Chris. or you should be more like David. You should be more like Robert, my own husband, because he's awesome. But anyhow, what I'm saying is that you should never make the comparison to him. And I've seen women do that. You need to be more like that guy. 
because that guy takes care of his house. That guy takes care of his wife. That guy doesn't argue with his wife. That guy does this, that, and the other. Da 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 da. Right? To which he might be like, well, then go be with him then. Because I'm, you know, I've I've seen men do that. I've heard men say things like that. Like, if that's the case, if she's so unhappy, why why is she even with me? Why does she want me to be like these other people? Don't compare him. Okay. And on the heels of, of comparison is my next point, which is expectations. You expect him to be perfect. He's not. You expect him to make mistakes. He, sorry, you expect him not to make mistakes. He does. You expect him to not have a bad day. He does. You expect him to know it all. He does not. You expect him to fix everything, including you. He can't. You expect him to always be in tune with your needs. He can't. You expect him to be a mind reader. He is not. How many wives do that? He should know what I'm thinking. He should be able to tell by my face that something is wrong and he should be able to know what that is. Can I just tell you, no, he cannot. No, he does not. No, he will not. Okay. You got in an argument with your husband. He's over it. (laughs) You're not. And he says to you, hey, babe, let's go see a movie. And you're like, oh, no, I don't want to see a movie with you because I am mad at you. He'd be like, what did I do now? What do you mean? What did you do? What did you do two days ago? He don't know because he really doesn't know. He's forgotten about it. And he's, you know, gone to bed, went to the bathroom, pooped, took a bath, took a shower, whatever, since then he eaten. Like he's done so many other things that that's not on his mind anymore. But we're thinking, no, he knows. He's going to see me with an attitude. He's going to know something's wrong. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. All right. You expect him to um, have all the answers. He does not. You expect him to meet all of your expectations. He cannot. Stop putting these expectations on your husband. He's not perfect. And I dare say that he's a flawed individual like we are. And I dare say that he's come from, some some husbands have come from families where they were never taught how to be men, how to be husbands, how to be fathers. And you put in those expectations on him. And it's like, where's he drawing all of this from? Where's he learning from? How does he know? He doesn't. He doesn't know. How's he going to learn? That takes time. That takes time. So those expectations could happen, right? With God's help. God can, you can, listen, you can lean on God and be like, God, this is what I need. Please, please, please. I need your help. Please. I would love for my husband to be more like this. I would love for my husband to be more attentive. I would love for my husband to regard my feelings more. I would love for my husband um, to know me like a book. You know what I mean? I would love for my husband to to be able to read my mind and know what's going on with me. Because a lot of times we wives, right? A husband doesn't know until we start pouting that something is wrong. And then he's like, well, what's wrong? Right? And some of us will be like, nothing. I've done that. (laughs) I've done that. Nothing. That's not right. And that's not fair. Tell him what's on your mind. You've had a conversation in your head with about it. Tell him. Oh, nothing is wrong. I, if you don't know, then nothing. Don't do that. Communicate with him. Let him know what's going on. Let him know what's on your heart. And tell him in the most gentle way. 
right? You'd be like, listen, the other day when you said that, it really bothered me. It really hurt my feelings. And I know that some wives do that and their husbands still do anyway, but just pray about that. That's when you leave that on the altar. It's not going to change overnight, but, but there'll be little things where slowly it's like, he's not doing it anymore. Nag God, nag God, but do not implant expectations into your marriage. Okay. And so that leads me into my next topic which is not topic, sorry, my next example, which is friends. Some wives have made their friends their idols over their marriage. Who's that for? Some wives get more attention to their friends than they do to their own husbands. Some wives will hear their friend's opinion about what happened in their own marriage before they hear what their husband has to say. Some wives will value the opinion of their friends over their husband's opinions and their husband's feelings. You'll value your friend's feelings before your husband's. Tell out, they've been my friend for a long time, so, you know, over your husband, though? You married your husband. Okay. Um, telling your friends all of your marital business is a mistake. It's a foreign thing that you've now implanted into your marriage that needs to be removed. So I've mentioned before that women, many women, many, many, many women, we just do it, right? Something goes on in our marriage, something goes on between us and our husband, we have a big argument, and the next thing you know, we're telling our girlfriends, we're telling our coworkers, we're telling our mother, sister, whoever it is that's closest to us, some of you telling your own children, you know, about this argument. And on top of that, you're telling your side of the story. There's two sides to a story, there's two sides to a story, okay? And so you've now told this person all your business and um they know it they remember it and now that you've forgiven your husband because that's what happens you forgive him she remembers so when you say oh yeah me and my husband oh i can't wait to see him she's like i thought you was mad at him and you're like no i was but you know we made up really i wouldn't have, mm. he's gonna call me to be word and i'll make up with him no way planting seeds in your mind planting doubt right and so you're like no no we're good we're good we're good but you've already told this girl this woman everything like we're not just talking about that time we're talking about way back when so when she sees a pattern of things and i'm not talking about abuse like physical abuse please i don't mean that but let's just say you you guys are dysfunctional and you're back and forth with the arguments back and forth with the name calling back and forth with putting each other down and you've told her a lot of stuff you've implanted her into your marriage right you've implanted her even though she doesn't live with you guys she's a part of your marriage because you don't told her everything under the sun about you and about your husband so when it's time for you to get that support to uh you know someone to pour into your marriage and say you know what you guys can do it i'm rooting for you guys she ain't it right a lot of times, if you got a good Christian friend and she's like, she's like not about that BS. She's like, you know what? Um, Fred may, I don't know why I'm saying Fred. Fred may have made a mistake, but that's okay. <clears throat> People make mistakes. Give him grace. Oh, he called you names. What did you call him? Well, you know, oh, you said nothing. Cause I know you say things back. I know you clap back. 
Well, I, okay. So what did you do? Did you go? Because weren't we out last week and I saw you flirting with this other guy? You talking about he flirted with another girl? Like, what you doing? You got a true, you need a true friend like that. That's going to be ride or die for your marriage. Not just ride or die for you. That was a word. I don't know. I felt that when I was saying it. Like, I felt always okay. So anyway, you need somebody that's just going to be like, you wrong when you're wrong. You don't need the hype man that's going to be like, yeah, girl, you need to leave him, make him sleep on the couch. You need to make him leave, make him go somewhere else, go let him sleep somebody. He can sleep somewhere else. You don't need that. You don't need him. You can do life all, you can do bad all by yourself. You know what? And there's another guy out here for you. He, he, this other guy will be better for you than your own husband. There's a cute guy at my job. I can hook you all the way up. I'm telling you. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop complaining about your mark, your arguments, your marriage. Stop complaining about the things that you and your husband are going through. Don't do that. You need somebody to talk to? Get a therapist. A non-biased therapist that'll be like, well. But what you need is a truth teller. You need that friend. Okay? So you need some Christian friends, some Christian women friends that want to speak truth into you, speak truth into your marriage, pour into your marriage, and <clears throat> help you fight for your marriage water that's what you need don't implant your friend into him and do not let your friend be an implant in your marriage don't hope i didn't just weird some of you out by holding up that implant sorry all right so my next example is letting this world tell you how to wife okay this world says you guys have implanted worldly thoughts, worldly notions, worldly ideas into your marriage. This world says, don't forgive, do not submit, hold on to grudges, be offended, show no grace, do not respect him, do not pray for him, have no hope in him or your marriage, tear him down and discourage him. And also, be a hindrance, not a helper, not a helpmate. And also, the world says you are equal to him. Listen, there's a lot of that going around, right? You equal, you the same. Now, for the modern type of marriage, I guess, if the man is like, no, babe, no, babe, we are, we are on the same level. Some of you, A. Hey, but it's not the way it is. God didn't create it that way. Don't be fooled. He created man first. He created man a certain way. He created us to be his helpmate. He made us a weaker vessel. Weaker as in strength. Right? He did. It's the way it is. I don't care. I'm not going to get into what this world is doing. But that is the way that it is. And so I'm not. If somebody. if Listen. I don't want to be my husband's equal. I don't want to be. Um, standing up to him brolicking and I want to be the softer feminine sexy you know like I just I want to be that female that God has created for him to look at and and ponder over and want to touch and love and and all of those things all of those things I want my husband to feel that way about me. I want him to see the softness that I am. I don't want to be hard. I don't want to be hard and, and thuggish. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be a man. 
I don't, I wouldn't want to be a man. And on top of that, um, you know what, if, and I mentioned this in another podcast, like if we're asleep and there's a, God forbid, a bump in the night downstairs, it sounds like somebody's downstairs, but I'm saying he's not going to be like, I need you to go check that out. My husband is going to be, first thing, if I hear it, I'm going to be like, babe, I think I heard something downstairs. He's going to grab the machete. He's going to grab something. And he's going to go downstairs. He's going to check it out. He's going to, you know what he's going to say to me? Stay here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to grab something too, because I'm going to have his back, right? Because just the way that it is. I don't want something to happen to him while I'm upstairs. No. But, nonetheless, a wife isn't going to go down and check it out. Now, some of you may. Some of you may. But for the most part, the husband is the one that's going to be like, let me see what's going on. Let me protect my home. And I don't want his job. I don't. I don't want his job. But the world's trying to tell me that we the same. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. God's way Love is patient. Love is kind. Respect him. Forgive him. Submit to him. Be his helpmate and not a hindrance. Pray and intercede for him. Believe in him. Build him up and encourage him. And be the best wife that you can be for him. So the next example, the next example is sex sex or lack thereof some wives withhold sex from their husbands okay uh there may be several reasons so let me just say that unless you are physically unable to have sex with your husband uh it could be for medical reasons or whatever um if not you need to fix that if you are physically able to have sex with your husband you need to make sure that you do that do not implant that way of thinking into your marriage. Sex is biblical. Men have needs. Uh, they crave sex more than us. They Most men crave sex more than us. They do not think like we think. They think about sex uh, often unless their minds are bombarded with other things that um, could quite possibly be stressing them out. Men think about sex and fantasize more than we do. So even when you're not thinking about sex, he may be. You might be tired and stressed out, uh, overworked, and you just want to come home and curl up and go to bed. He may want to have sex. And you can only have but so many headaches, wives. Your husband should never have to take care of it himself by having impure thoughts or resulting or resorting to watching porn to masturbate that's what you are there for ma'am okay but speaking of porn this is also another example some wives are implanting this Jezebelian way of thinking into their marriages some wives are allowing porn into their home as a way to bring excitement into the bedroom trying to show their husbands that they can be spontaneous and not boring Some wives are even thinking about or have resorted to going to strip clubs with their husbands or allowing another woman into their marital bed. Let me let me just pause for a second. There's a woman on the Internet. I'm not going to call her name, um, but she falls under this whole Kevin Samuels. mm, uh, She falls under that. Okay. 
and uh you know she's been speaking about being submissive and that's part of her name actually but she talks about that like she said how she's a christian she's talking about uh, christianity she's talking about god she's quoting scriptures she's talking about you know the way wives are supposed to be and she's also talking about going to a strip club with her husband and how she was like <laughs> we um yeah we went and um you know <laughs> the girls are so pretty and um you know I'm not like that I don't go that way but even I was like dang you know like wow she's really but something along those lines right wow she's really pretty she has beautiful boobs and a beautiful booty and I'm just thinking what are you talking about what are you saying woman that you and your husband go to the strip club and that's okay where does it say that? Okay, where does it say that in the Bible? Does it, Thou shalt do that. No, it doesn't say that. So the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 4, marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So a wife that leads her husband to watch porn lust after women you're leading your husband to lust after women go to strip clubs and lust after other women yourself um allowing your husband to commit adultery with other women in your sight meaning you're allowing it you're watching it you're even participating in it it reminds me of eve bringing the apple to adam for him to eat so he could fall it's the same it's the same concept what eve did she caused adam to fall she caused, she caused them both to fall but what she did caused him to fall and it's the same thing you bringing your husband to a strip club it's going to cause him to lust it's going to cause him to have impure thoughts why would you do that but i know why some women do it so let me just speak on that real quick some women do that because in their minds they think that they're being the ride or die Right? They think that, you know what? I'm my husband's ride or die. We are Bonnie and Clyde. It's us against the world. You know what? I'm down for my dude. Let me, let me just, let me, let me just interject. So back in the 2000s, right? When, you know, music, hip hop was really, really about that, right? Um, Ashanti had a, always there when you call, always on time, right? Gave you my all, whatever. It's this this type of I'm gonna be there for my man and whatever my man wants. There was another song called Down at Down Okay Down Down Blank Chick, right? Um, there was this movement of women being down for their dudes to to the craziest degree, right? Would lie for their dudes, would go to jail for their dudes, would um, cook for their dudes, and I don't mean food. Would um, just basically go all out for their dudes to be that ride or die to be that yo she holding me down you know he's in prison she's doing all types of stuff she's taking care of this time it's, it was this mantra that kind of got embedded and implanted in young girls minds and that was also one of them right and so you want to be down with your man then women are thinking it's okay to go to the strip club with her man because it's almost like this you know what he he can hang out with me because i'm down for him so we can go to the club together that no no now i'm talking about husband and wife don't mix that don't construe like this woman the, the submissive woman for her to be saying that and and talking about god but then also you got women watching 
And so now these women are going to think, oh, okay, I'm a Christian and I can go to the strip club with my husband because it's okay that we both were in this together and I'm showing him what a good wife I am. And that's why we're doing that. Right. Um, I remember some years ago around the same era that I was talking about music, uh, there's an artist named T-Pain. And I remember specifically seeing him do a, I don't know if it was MTV Cribs or whatever. He did this little interview, whatever. I think it was MTV Cribs. His wife built a strip club for him down in the basement. So she could hire strippers to come in and strip for him every, I don't know what day it was, but whatever, whenever he wanted to, right? That's not a down ass wife. I'm sorry. That's not a down blank wife. Forgive me for cursing. That is uh, idiocracy. You don't, you don't do that. And so to, in the name that's worldly, right? The enemy is there behind that. So if anybody's telling you in order to keep your husband, you need to go to the strip club. They're wrong. They're wrong. That woman is wrong. Kevin Samuels, if he even alluded to that, he's wrong. I'm going to go in on Kevin Samuels another time because God, it's ridiculous some of the things that he says and what happens is a lot of times people will mix truth right you get some of the truth and you're like okay now that makes sense but then they hit you with the okie dokie and you're like wait what okay well I guess since he said it it must make sense no 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 and no um so anyway that was this woman. She was talking about how she had gone to the strip club with her husband and the women were so beautiful and their bodies were perfect. You shouldn't be there lusting and looking after women's bodies like that either. Like, how are you How are you doing that? And then saying that, you know, you have a Christian podcast, uh, not podcast, some YouTube channel. They don't go together. Anyhow. This is like the Jezebelian mindset. In Revelation 1, 20 to 22. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. That was in Revelation 1, chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. I speak about that because implanting that mindset into your marriage is a very dangerous thing. It's dangerous for your marriage. It's dangerous for your husband. Dangerous for your salvation. It's dangerous. Never should you bring another woman into your bed. I don't care what your husband says. I don't care what this world is saying. Well, if you don't do that, then, you know, he may go out here. That comes from insecurity, right? You're so insecure that you feel like you need to do these things, these outward things to prove to yourself or to prove to your husband how down you are. Or he doesn't have to leave you because you can get the best of both worlds at home. That's insecurity. A woman has to be very insecure to think that it's okay to allow her husband to sleep with another woman. It's adultery. Why would you lead him into that? Why would you say to your husband, hey, you know what? You can go ahead and sleep with another woman. I'll watch. As a matter of fact, I'll participate. Uh -uh. No, no, no. You're going to allow him to commit adultery, right? Now, granted, it's his sin, so it's on him, but you as the wife, 
you're leading him to do it by telling him that it's okay. So then it has something to do with you. Giving the apple to Adam. You can't have that implanted into your marriage. It is the wrong mindset and it's going to get you in trouble. And even though God is a forgiving God, if you repent, there's other things that can come from you doing that. So you need to get those things out of your marriage because it could wreak havoc, very similar to how these implants, I believe, was wrecking havoc within my body. I told you I got them taken out like four years ago and I feel amazing. And there are things that I used to do within my marriage that were implanted in my own marriage that I had to get removed, that I had to take out of my marriage so that I could follow God and have a godly marriage. And when I did that, the health of my marriage was 100% better. 100% better. And I am feeling 100% better. So... That's all I wanted to say, guys. I wanted to share my little implant story. And again, if you have implants, I'm not telling you go get your implants removed. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that for me, after I got mine removed, I felt so much better. I feel amazing. I look better than I did before because I used to look tired and I just, I had a lot going on with my body. There was something going on. And again, like I said, I don't see a pinhole in here, but there's not the same volume anymore. And I really believe some of it has seeped out, had seeped out in front, in, into my body. And so now that I don't have them in and I'm feeling amazing, I feel great. I feel great. And my doctor did an amazing job at reconstructing things. And, uh, you know, what's crazy is my husband thought that I had put small ones in. And I didn't. This is all natural because the doctor was able to reconstruct it in such a way that it just looks, they look amazing. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. I just wanted to share that with you guys. So more of a, on a health tip, if you are feeling, not feeling hundred percent and you do have them, get it checked out, get it checked out. So anyway, guys, that's my implant story and, uh, how I related that to marriages. And I hope you guys are having an amazing day and I will see you guys next time. Bye for now.